Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, my friends. 
The opening music was by Save Vocal Group from the CD's Native Angels by Save. This CD is really awesome. It has many spiritual songs that are unlike anything you've ever heard. If you want to order a copy, contact Save.org, and their phone number is 210-573-6335. And they're also on Facebook, and they also do live shows, so call that number to get a, you know new information. I'm your host, Reverend Sean McCain, and I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created to provide an open-minded platform that focuses on the tenet that Sunday is a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of my Ryrie Study Bible, and you may use any Bible you wish. I have had many spiritual experiences, and in gratitude, we'll have ongoing Bible readings, and we're making our way to the, to the, to the whole New Testament. Uh, the discussion about our spiritual experiences from time to time. And also I'll be reading out of my book, Worth and Worship, uh, every now and then. And um, we're just focused on reading our Bible. I'm not a scholar. I'm just reading the Bible in the morning. And you may also call in with a special prayer request at 619-924-9744. And Sacred Sundays, of course, airs every Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. For our opening prayer, let's say together, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son. The Holy Spirit, thank you, God, amen. We pray for all Christians that are being persecuted worldwide, their freedom to worship, and their lives are in jeopardy. And please, God, send your mighty Archangel Michael to fight against evil and protect them all, and all your angels to watch over anyone upon the earth. Our prayers go out to all those who suffer in the world, including the animals that can't speak for themselves. We also pray for the wisdom of our president and the rest of our policymakers. They have many decisions to make, and we are praying for all countries for solutions to their problems, which we feel is a spiritual one. However, we also pray for those who were lost in that uh, Malaysia 777 and uh, all those people who poor lost souls and their families. We God bless them, and uh, we're really sorry for their losses. And I want to thank you, God, amen, for everything you've given to us and um, also those things that you've taken away from us and everything that you've left behind for us to help us and encourage us. And, and we thank you, God, for everything. Uh, amen. And we wish everybody a happy birthday uh, for today's birthdays. And uh, I wish you many happy returns and God bless you. And if your anniversary is today or any other special things happening today, we want to wish you a very, very, very happy birthday, anniversary, and um, much success and everything. And, um, if you, and again, if you do have a prayer request this morning or positive intention, our phone number is 619-924-9744. Now, last week's reading was in Acts uh, 1. And reading that, remember, we were reading that uh, Jesus uh, ascended into heaven and that... Um, uh, Peter has now, uh, in his new forgiven status, has come up with the courage and uh, to lead the apostles. And um, 
he was forgiven and remember and uh and of his denying of Jesus and Jesus uh and in John 21 had uh had forgiven him and said do you love me three times remember we were talking about that and that uh and they took back all that pain that uh Peter must have gone through and the guilt and everything but he's now fully recovered and uh, is taken over as a leader and so we're going to read in uh, Acts chapter 2, and it's the Pentecost, the birthday of the church. So if you want to get your Bibles out, I'll give you just a second to, to look for them. And uh, as we're making our way through the Bible, it's been extraordinary. And we have done the whole Gospels, and now we are moving into Acts. Okay, so we're going to start reading in Acts 2. When the day of the Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as if the fire distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. Let's read that again. I want to be sure I'm getting this right. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as a fire distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the crowd came together and were bewildered because each one of them was hearing them speak his own language. They were amazed and astonished, saying, Why are all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that each hear them in their own language to which we were born? The Parthenians and Medes and Elamites and the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontius and Asia, Tigeria and Pantheria, Egypt and the districts of Libya around Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and prophetites, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them in our own tongues speaking of the mighty deeds of God. And they all continued in amazement and great perplexity, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others were mocking them, saying, They are full of sweet wine. But Peter, taking his stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them, Men of Judea and all you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, to give heed to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what is spoken of through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days, God says, Pour forth, pour forth of my spirit and on all of mankind. And your sons and your daughters will shall prophecy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my bond slaves, even men and women, I will in those days pour forth my spirit, and they shall prophecy, and I will grant wonders of the sky above and the signs of the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness, the moon into blood, before the great and glorious day of the Lord shall come. 
It shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man who rested to, uh, attested to you by God with miracles. Okay, let me do that again. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God performed through him in your midst, just as you know yourselves know. This man, delivered over by the predetermined plan and for knowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him up again, putting an end to the agony of death, since it is impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says of him, I saw the Lord always in my presence, and for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue exalted. Moreover, my flesh also will live in hope, because you will not abandon my soul to Hades, nor allow your holy, your holy One to undergo decay. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness of your presence. Brethren, I may confidently say to you regarding the patriarch David, that we, he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. And so, because he was a prophet and knew that God had sworn to him with an oath the seat of one of his descendants on his throne, he looked ahead and spoke of the resurrection of Christ, and that he is, was neither abandoned to Hades nor did his flesh suffer decay. This Jesus God raised up again, to which we are all witnesses. Therefore, having been exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured forth this which you will see and hear. For it is not David who is ascended into heaven, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and, and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now we're on to the results of the Pentecost. Now when they heard this, they were pierced through the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children, and for all are far off, as many as the Lord your God will call to himself. And with many other words, he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. So then those who had received his word were baptized, and that day were added about 3,000 souls. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to the prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their, pro selling their property and possessions and were sharing them all, as anyone might have need, day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their numbers day by day those who were being saved. 
Boy, that's beautiful. Um, I just don't ever need, need, remember reading that in, in, in its entirety. It's, it's phenomenal. But we're saying that the Pentecost and there's a power, and they heard a loud, loud noise come, and then they saw those tongues of fire, and they, each one, and it says they appeared to them, tongues as if the fire distributing themselves, and they rested each one of them. Okay, let's read the notes. Okay. Two one, the day of the Pentecost, the fourth of the annual feast of the Jews, after Passover, unleavened bread and fresh fruits. It came fifty days after the first fruits, the type of resurrection of Christ. Uh Pentecost was the Greek name for the Jewish feast of weeks, so called because it fell seven weeks after the first fruits. It celebrated the wheat harvest. This day of Pentecost in Acts 2 marked the beginning of the church, and that's the church that we have today. From heavenly noise, this was like a wind, but not it was not a wind. Possibly, at, and this, now we're going to 3, possibly at this point the group left the house and went to the temple. 2-4, filled with the Holy Spirit. In context of each of these occasions of filling, people were converted. Though not labeled here, the baptism of the Spirit also occurred in uh, chapter 11 and uh, 15 to 16. Something not repeated, though experienced by every believer at conversion, which joins each body of, to the body of Christ with other tongues. Actual language is unknown speakers, but understood by the hearers. And the countries from the circle around the Mediterranean Sea, that's when we're talking about all the different countries. And visitors from Rome, and they were Romans who were temporarily residing in Jerusalem. And then now we're on, on the notes for 2.14. Here begins Peter's great sermon with the explanation of the phenomena they were witnessing. And they then proclaimed the gospel and applied the message. The third hour is 9 a.m. Jews engaged in the exercises of a synagogue on feast days, abstained from eating and drinking until 10 a.m. or noon. Therefore, this would, could not be drunkenness. Uh, the fulfillment of this prophecy will be in the last days immediately preceding the return of Christ when all the particulars and that's when we're going to be in Revelation of the prophecy will come to pass. Peter reminded his hearers that knowing Joel's prophecy, they should have recognized what they were seeing as a work of the Spirit, not as a result of being drunk. Peter reviewed, now we're up to two uh, lines, 22 to 36. Peter reviewed the life and death of Jesus of Nazareth and then recited the prophecy of the resurrection, quoting Psalm 16, 8-1. Since David was speaking of the Messiah and since Jesus was raised from the dead, Peter continued, and Jesus must be the Messiah. Hades, the unseen world, sometimes specifically a place of torment, sometimes merely the grave as here is meaning that Christ's body and spirit were not allowed to remain separated. And returning to the original point, Peter declared that it is the exalted Christ who is sent to the Holy Spirit. And the Messiah is now at the right hand of the Father, awaiting the subjugation of his enemies, at which time he will reign in the throne of David. And in the meantime, he has sent the Spirit. That's right. When Jesus left, he promised us he would leave the Holy Spirit. Not only has is Jesus the Messiah, but he is also Lord, God, full deity. And then two, um, 
people that were pierced to the heart, it means when they heard it, it cut them to the heart and, and shocked them. Ten, to change one's mind specifically here about Jesus of Nazareth, to acknowledge him as Lord and Christ as the Messiah. Such a repentance brings salvation, and there is also a repentance needed in the Christian life in relation to specific sins, and a repentance that has nothing to do with salvation. To be baptized for forgiveness for your sins. On baptism, uh, see the note on Matthew 3.11, we've already read that. Water baptism is an outward sign of repentance and forgiveness of sin. Forgiveness through the faith of Christ, not through the act of baptism, so it's your faith. The gift of the Holy Spirit is a gift to all who believe, not a reward to some. So it's for everyone. And then the breaking of bread, which they talked about, was actually, you know, the Lord's Supper. And then uh, of all things they had in common, this community of goods seems to have been limited to early years in Jerusalem church only. It may have been necessitated by the many pilgrims who lingered in Jerusalem to learn more about their new Christian faith. So the next week we'll go on to chapter 3. Just how amazing, amazing Acts 2 would be. I had no idea, and now I know. Um, I did have the gift of the Holy Spirit came to me in a time of a very, very uh, upsetting and uh, low time. And uh, it did seem to come on the wind. And I've told that story so many times. You know, as I'm talking about my spiritual experience, and in here it says it came on the wind, and so I was right. And uh, God, thank you so much for opening my eyes and letting us read that chapter and understand uh, what's going on here and what the church is based on. And it's phenomenal. Uh, I could just see and feel the um, that scene. It's just amazing. I'm just uh, almost speechless, but I have to keep going. So bear with me. Um, now we're going to go out to read um, things, uh, a couple stories out of my book this morning. And uh, it's worth in worship. And I do have a few more stories to add. And uh, then I'm going to submit it for publishing. Um, this this was called Struggling Through. Because I have a lot of people that I have to keep in my prayers that are struggling with health issues, uh, people passing away, and, and so many struggles. And People have poverty and um, can't get it together and not be enough to eat. You know, we ask, please, Heavenly Father, keep building our strength, our strength to handle it day by day and get through each day and for us to keep taking the high road in situations that really upset us and uh, put you first, God, and just be patient and strong and get through these situations. And the story that relates to this is uh, struggling through. Some days are just harder than the others. A long-distance call relating a death in the family. There are hard feelings between friends or family. And when we're ahead, sometimes we seem to want something holding us back. When others move ahead, we are jealous and wonder why we aren't moving ahead faster. We can't pay our bills. Someone unintentionally or intentionally makes unkind remarks or careless comments. Sometimes we believe them. In any case, these feelings get in the way of our peace of mind. They must be released to God and quickly forgotten. It takes practice, but when mastered, it leaves us free to forgive and really forget. We are never alone. God, Jesus, and the guardian angels watch over us, ever helping. 
We pray together for this moment for healing in the past hurts. We continue to struggle through together and fighting the good fight to the end. So let's let it roll off our backs. Be secure in God's eternal love for us. Thank you, God. That by them you fight the good fight, keeping the faith and good conscience, from which we have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. That's from 1 Timothy 1, 18-19. Then a little story that, that kind of offers uh, some of the solution is uh, commiseration. Thank God for our friends. A burden too much for one is halved when shared. Seeking out someone to help in time of need is already lightening our burden by taking positive action on our, our own behalf. With God's help, it will get the reinsurance and kind direction we need. This can come from an unexpected source if we are prayerful and open to receiving help. God has provided many helpers. Seek them out. Pray for help that will come. Commiserate, forgive, and be comforted. Bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians 6.2 Therefore, comfort one another with these words. 1 Thessalonians 4.18 And the, the third story is, bless me. In a dream, I was walking down a narrow street and I came to a door. The top half of the door was screened and a man was making his confession to the priest beside the screen. When he was gone and done and gone away, I also went up to the door. And then I said, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. He started laughing. Haven't we all, he said. Then he invited me into the church. Inside there were children playing among the pews. The babies were crawling around and playing with toys. The Franciscan monk told me I belong there and not to take myself so seriously. We'd have to all remember that, too, is keep our sense of humor. We should take sin seriously, yet... After we repent and ask forgiveness, we can go out fresh and new, back into the light of day, into joy and laughter, holding our heads up and grinning, not constantly beating ourselves. Jesus already paid the price for original sin, and Adam and Eve have been back in heaven some 2,000 years now, forgiven and in abounding joy. They're up there with all the saints and the loved ones. So, as I was told, lighten up. Next day, he saw Jesus coming to him, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God takes away the sins of the world. That's John 1, 29. I want to thank you so much for listening in this morning, and God bless and keep you in every way. I love you, love you very, very much, and I appreciate everybody that's tuned in, has listened, and uh, I appreciate your love and support. And uh, next week, we'll be reading Acts 3. And uh, it's exciting. We're looking forward to it. Uh, this Acts 2 was very profound, like the whole Bible. Uh, just read it over again uh, with yourself. And, you know, you can also, if you don't have a Bible handy, you can go to www.biblia.com and read it online. But uh, read Acts 2 and get ready for when we're reading Acts 3 tomorrow. Now I'll do our tr- traditional closing prayer. After a moment of silent meditation for those who are still suffering, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. In the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving arms so you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. Just remember you're never alone. 
God loves you so much, and I pray that your dreams come true and true love live in your heart. Remember, you can message me and find me on Facebook if you request for prayer or you need to discuss anything. Bye, my friends, and I wish you all the blessings and blessings in the world. Oh, my God.